that CrossFit had actually like sanctioned somebody to design their own version of CrossFit. Huh. So at the time there was CrossFit main page. And then there was all these SME providers like gymnastics and running and kettlebells and uh, all these other kind of like pieces of CrossFit where they kind of found specialty matter experts to come teach elements of CrossFit. CrossFit football was its own training program that was designed for field sport athletes, you know, short, heavy, hard, fast, big, strong dudes that was based off of CrossFit principles. So in essence, CrossFit actually licensed a program that was different than their methodology. It wasn't based on increased work capacity, broad time, modal domains. It was pretty much heavy, hard, and fast. And all I did was um, I just put legitimate strength templates with short conditioning workouts, AKA supersets. <laughs> like I just translated like strength conditioning into like CrossFit terms. So then uh, we got a ton of traffic um, and we kind of virally destroyed CrossFit. Because at that point, there had been just one workout, and then we showed up, or I showed up, and I was like, no, 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 you got to lift weights. And then you got to do some conditioning. It's called strength and conditioning. And every gym you walk into since that inception in 2009 now has multiple workouts in a day. The CrossFit oh. Games have multiples in a day. So when you went into a CrossFit, you might just squat five by five that day. Really? You might just run 400 meters, or you just might do kettlebell swings, or you might do a wad in this. Now people come in, they do you know, technique work, they do strength work and then they do their conditioning they do their wad so that didn't necessarily exist pre-crossfit football and uh i didn't necessarily think about it until glassman got drunk and fell down face first in his uh soup as he was screaming at me that i virally destroyed crossfit so i think i just made it better so yeah that was uh that was kind of my forte and like my entrance into the world of strength conditioning and from that time on we launched um, you know, the program and we're getting a ton of traffic. And then about 30 days later, they asked me to teach a seminar, which I had no idea what I to do. I'd never been to a strength seminar. So, uh, we put out feelers and like, dude, all these people wanted us to come. And so I reached out to uh, the guy that trained me when I was in the NFL, Rafa Ruiz and like Kelly Starrett and Andy Stump and some of the, some of the people I was training with at the time. And I was like, uh, I got to design a seminar. What do we do? So, well, we're going to teach them how to lift weights. We're going to teach them how to run, how to sprint, change direction, and pretty much like made like a ready-made two-day strength conditioning seminar that really was just like a dis- diagnostic for their training and taught them some programming and a little bit of nutrition and um, put them through some workouts and just basically brought all like the sprint prep, you know, A, a skips, B skips, all like the, you know, dynamic warm-up stuff, taught them how to sprint using bands, you know, banded resistance sprints, taught them how to lift weights, taught them about compensatory acceleration and med balls and transverse plane and rotation and all the stuff that wasn't in CrossFit. And uh, I taught hundreds of those. I mean, I traveled from like the Arctic Circle in Bodo, Norway, all the way down to New Zealand, all over the world for almost nine years teaching uh, hundreds of people or hundreds of seminars and literally tens of thousands of people how to lift weights. So in a sense, um, I would show up on a Friday, uh, Friday evening on a plane, teach all day, Saturday, Sunday, get on a plane and fly home. And I had 40 to 50 new athletes every weekend for my first year. I taught 36 seminars, um, all over the world. So I had an opportunity to like any idea I had about, you know, strength or conditioning or performance or this or whatever. I just basically dropped on the website. People did it. They gave me the results. And then I traveled and met all the people that did the program. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It was like the world's biggest sea monkey experiment, like ant farm. And, uh, you know, it really, I, I always have subscribed to the said principle, specific adaptation to impose demands. Yeah. And so what I did is I set up the end game 
and then started designing programs to get us down the road and then got to go meet all the people and then put them through a two-day strength diagnostic. And it was amazing to see the people that did our training were dramatically better than the people that did not do our training because not everybody that did our training came to the seminar. People just randomly signed up, and I'd be like, great, what do you do? Oh, I do this, great. And we just took notes. And um, it really allowed me to kind of create the power athlete system that you see today. I created it in real time, uh, literally like cut its teeth on the road, working with athletes, free programming. I mean, it's, uh, I, I don't think that anybody will ever be able to replicate it. Quick break from the show to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out and it helps you be notified when we have new content get released. So again, please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy this content. And with that, let's get back to the show. And the people that have done something similar like Kelly Starrett, Mike Bergner, Mark Ripto, the guys that in those original kind of CrossFit days that got to teach hundreds of seminars, really had an amazing opportunity to work with so many athletes in real time so quickly that like the program just kind of clears away the rubble and you can kind of understand the uh, core aspects. There's really no theoretical. You're like, this works, this doesn't. This is where it fits. This is where it doesn't. This is what we've seen. This is how we've gotten people strong. This works, this doesn't. So a lot of what you see on the internet now with all this like online programming and this, it's all fucking, <laughs> well, it's all conjecture. It is. That's why it's, I'm laughing. Like, yeah, no, it, it's conjecture. You know, it's a dude in his basement, you know, with, with, a, with a cool fucking handle, strength by science, science with strength, explosive plyos with strength and science and, you know, all these fucking names. And like, you know, it's, it's like, okay, like I was watching dude like dunk a basketball and I'm like, okay, I'm not impressed by you dunking a basketball. Now, if you showed me like 50 kids dunking basketballs. So, I don't know, man, it's, uh, it's turned into a lot of wild, wild west and a lot of bullshit, and I think um, a lot of people that are out there pushing stuff out have never had the practical numbers to really ferret it out, and all they're doing is just kind of adapting and copying other people's stuff, you know. And that's something that you and, was his name John, that you had on episode 721? Who was the guest on your most recent one? Um, John. Um... Dude, I've done seven. I, I like him so bad at these. 721 was, uh, was that? Um, uh, Talking Joe? about the business. Oh, Joe. The oh, business yeah. of strength and conditioning. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe Roggio. Yeah, Joe. And, um, you know, when you had him on, you know, talking about there is so much trash out there. of co yeah. Like you said, people that have never done it. But for the coaches, you know, like myself that have either worked in college for a numerous amount of times. And if there are listeners, because we have coaches that are like, hey, how do I, you know, take this knowledge that I have of cutting my teeth, working with athletes? Like, what is some more, you know, practical experience that you would explain to them? Because like you said, you just did it in real time. Now, looking back, what would you tell them? Uh, I don't know how to... I, I don't know how to replicate my experience for anybody. And I've had people ask me, I was like just the right person at the right time and had the wherewithal to just, you know, I, I like, um, I equate a lot of my success in life. Uh, did you ever see the movie Yes Man with um, Jim Carrey? Where he just yeah. like makes a conscious decision to say yes instead of yes. no? Yes, yeah. That's pretty much, uh, I think, like the recipe for a lot of my success. When people have pitched me ideas, I've been like, that sounds good. Let's try it. Let's see. Yes. <laughs> and whereas everybody else is looking, and, I, and my friend Andy Stumpf uh, recently told me that he says no to everything. And it's only the things that keep coming back to him that he eventually gets worn down. I say, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, you invite me to come on your podcast, happy to come on the podcast. And, you know, if it works, it works. And I feel like if I had just said no and didn't do that, then none of this would have existed. 
and I would have probably gone off and been an attorney and been working with my brother in Orange County instead of, you know, doing what we do here at Power Athlete, which is pretty, pretty fun. So, um, but I, I, I do think that the only way that you answer the questions that you have about strength conditioning and performance and all these other pieces, the only way you do it is actually in real time. You have to train athletes. I can sit at home and dream and conjecture and, you know, watch Cal Dietz talk about triphasic and, you know, look for fucking oscillation drills in here and argue about, you know, the centric load remodeling tissue. But until you see this stuff in real time or you have athletes to actually test things on, I think it's just all theoretics. And, like, you know, you can, you can have a great Instagram handle name and you can come up with, like, the best shit you want. But at the end of the day, it's always going to come down to who have you trained, who have you worked with, and, like, have you seen the problems with this? And uh, it's something that, you know, I, I continue to do. I mean, even though we have, you know, thousands of people that follow online training programs, I still continue to train athletes in person. Um, I don't do it nearly, like, as much. But, like, if there's, like, high-level professional athletes or people that need my help, I'm more than happy to work with those guys because it just allows me to sharpen my blade and answer more questions. <clears throat> For those that are, you know, going through it, what is your overall 10,000-foot view of training program philosophy? Like, when you get a new athlete, football player coming in, hey, off-season, what are the first things that you're taking through a brand-new athlete that you think are the most important um, KPIs for a football player, whether it be – uh, a specific position or how do you go out breaking it down again 10,000 foot view 